I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Weekend of college football coming up. We've got Kansas and Kansas State, both in critical road contests, both 6 o'clock kicks. Uh, thank goodness, Tommy. I, I, I am not handy um, in any way. Like, I'm, I'm, I can get by, right? Like, I can, I can hang. But as far as next-level stuff uh, around work, around the house, not, not for me. So, I hung a second TV in my basement next to my first, and I got them within, like, I don't know, a sixteenth of an inch of each other from being on level. And they're two different TVs from two different times, so they were, like, totally different setups. And I'm not sure I've ever been more proud of, like, an achievement that normal men do. But I was so excited about that and fired up. And uh, now I'm really excited because we got both KU and K-State kicking at six. I think that's the first time this year, actually, they've kicked at the same time. Um, so that's going to come in real handy for me this weekend. I've got a Wichita Thunder game tomorrow night, so I'm going to have to try to find a way to have a couple eyes on the football mm. game and a couple eyes on the hockey game. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy night. Talk to the uh, staff. You just put one. You got the four sided scoreboard up there. Just put one on one side, one on the other. Uh, sit there you in go. A corner, sit in a corner seat so you can get a good look of, of both of those screens at the same time. It'd be all right. I'll have to pitch uh, well, that. Sure. We'll see if uh, we'll see if yeah. Joel Lamerno will go for that. I think he will. You, t- you just <laughs> tell him that. Tell him I said it was a good idea. Um, all right. So let's start with K State because I think just very slightly they have a little bit more on the line. Their chances at a Big Twelve title are a little higher, although both teams are still alive, and we'll talk about that. But Kansas State goes to Baylor. I actually, I I, I kind of like them quite a bit in this game to win it. I just think there's a spot and an opportunity for them here. Um, They responded well after a lapse against Tulane. Now, losing to Texas is not, even though Tulane's really good, maybe it is about the same as losing to Texas. But I think what's similar about them is that it seemed like, I don't think, I want to call it a mental lapse. It seems like they were, they pre- they were prepared incorrectly in in both the Tulane game in totality in the first half of the Texas game and coming out of that Tulane game they responded really well and typically this team is well prepared and better prepared than its peers i just think there's a really good chance that they bounce back from and respond in a very positive way i think that the opportunity to get back into the Big 12 title game relies solely on them not just winning every game the rest of the way but Baylor's one of those other teams with two losses now in the conference here's Baylor who looked like they were down and all of a sudden they're six and three and four and two in the league Baylor's hot man they're they're on a run they've won three in a row but I like Kansas State because I think they're a better team and I and I just I think they respond well to adversity and they're in one of those spots right here I think this game is going to come down to the wire um, because both teams are basically in the exact same position right now the loser of this game likely eliminated from the big 12 title race so there's a lot on the line for both teams uh this is a little bit a little bit different than 
the game a week ago when Kansas State took on Texas, where Kansas State was in the driver's seat and Texas was looking up. Well, now both Kansas State and Baylor are, are fighting to stay alive in the Big 12 title race. Uh, so I think it's going to be a close game. Chris Kleiman has never beaten Baylor. He's 0-3 during his tenure at Kansas State. Uh, and so it, it's kind of the monkey on the back uh, for Chris Kleiman right now to, to get that victory. But I don't know. I, I, I don't want to give away my pick. I think it's going to be a super close game. Baylor is red hot right now, and they've got a pretty phenomenal run attack, rushing attack um, with Richard Reese and then Squirrel Williams is back. And both of those guys um, have have ran the ball really well this season for the Bears. Um, and, and that's and where we saw State, what Bijan Robinson did yeah, last week. I was going to yeah. say that's what Kansas State uh, is is struggling with on the defensive side of the ball is stopping the run. So um, it's going to be a challenge for Kansas State, um, and with so much on the line for both teams, I think it's going to be an incredibly exciting game of football. You know, it, it's interesting because I think that. As bad as the first half was, the second half was better for K-State defensively. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the drive charts here in the third quarter. So, you know, in the third quarter when Texas had the ball, um, you know, they had, they went, here's what they did in the second in the second half, the Texas possessions. They went fumble, punt, punt, field goal, punt, and then that was it. So I, I just, you know, I, I think, I think that I feel like K-State's defense is more like the defense we saw in the second half than like the, I don't know what that was we were looking at in the first half. Everything that I like about K-State is dependent on that. I mean, it is like we, you know, we're looking at K-State here and it really was a tale of two halves in that game. I mean, they outscored Texas 17 to three in the second half, but they couldn't overcome just that laughable effort in the first half trying to stop Bijan Robinson. So which is it? You know, like which which defense is it? The what I the reason I think that I'm still very optimistic and think that K State has at least one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league, is they did that in the second half and. What do you think Texas, with that kind of lead, wanted to do in the second half, right? Run the ball and run the clock. So that was sort of this moment of, you guys can't stop us running the ball. Look at what just happened. And K-State did step up to the challenge and stop the run. So if they can channel that, I think they're fine. It, but it really is the question of which one is correct, which one is more correct, first half, second half. I, and I don't know the answer. But I, I think, think we're looking. I think it's the second half. I think we're looking at it a little bit wrong, though. I don't think it necessarily has to be either the first half or the second half. I think that they it can be somewhere in the middle where this defense, when they're playing at their potential, they can be an elite-level defense, and when they're not, it can be a disaster. I think both things can be true. That's what makes this so difficult, especially knowing uh, how dominant Baylor's rushing attack is, their run game is, um, because, yeah, Kansas State has the athletes and – that they're able at times to stop the run like they did in the second half against Texas, but sometimes they're not. And so it just depends on who we see. I don't necessarily, I'm not comfortable and, and maybe you are, but I'm not comfortable looking at this defense and saying, yep, this is definitely 
Kansas State, it, they are who we thought they were, in the words of Dennis Green. Like, they are a, a set, the second-half defense, or the first, like, I think they're both, right? I think that they've got the ceiling to be great, but then sometimes they don't show up, and it can be, it can be pretty bad. Yeah, look, I don't, I, I, my confidence level in that is not, like, rock solid. I just, if, if I'm trying to make a definitive decision on do I think they're closer to the second half defense or closer to the first half defense I'm going to lean to the second half defense just because we've seen that more often this year we haven't really seen trying to think hmm have we seen that defense look like that other spots this year maybe TCU right that that would feel like one a little bit God, I don't remember enough of Tech or Oklahoma. Oklahoma felt that way a little bit. You know, felt like their defense wasn't going to be the reason they won that game. But I also don't think Baylor is that level offensively. So, you know, I don't know. It, it is it is interesting. I'm just, I guess my gut just says it, and I could be totally wrong about this. This is a really critical game for them. You know, KU gets Tech, but they get it on the road. And Tech has been much, much, much better as a road team, uh, sorry, as a home team than they have as a road team. Right now, that line sitting at three and a half for Kansas. And we'll get into that aspect of it when we make picks in just a little bit. Kansas is interesting, too, because I also think they have a really good opportunity here. Yes, it's on the road, but it felt to me, Tommy, in that last game, and I know Oklahoma State's dealing with all the injuries, but it felt to me like they had some of that swag back. They had some of that swag from earlier in the year. They were playing sort of with this with a different air about them. It wasn't more it was more about, hey, we're gonna go get this than survival mode that we had sort of seen the last couple of weeks where they just get trounced early and are trying to claw their way back into a game. And if they have found some of that swag and they are getting a little bit healthier now, I think an opportunity to go to Lubbock and beat Texas Tech is very much on the table here. I think so too. I, I think that we talked quite a bit about how the defense for Kansas is the Achilles heel of the team, but they are opportunistic. And part of the reason why they were able to win with the margin that they won last week against Oklahoma state to become bowl eligible was because they, they took the ball away. They had, I think they forced what three interceptions uh, in that game against Oklahoma state. So they are opportunistic. They're not um, a dominant shutdown defense. Uh, from start to finish, they're just not. That's not the way that they're built. Um, eventually, they, they may get to that point, uh, but they're not right now. And so if they can force turnovers on Texas Tech, then uh, I think that's going to absolutely bode well for Kansas. Yeah, and I don't know if Jalen Daniels will play. I mean, we we try to get an answer. We don't. I don't think anybody has an answer to that part of the equation. All we hear is he's getting healthier. <laughs> but I still, like, it's one of the stranger injury situations I can think of because we we genuinely don't have any clue on how close he is to playing or not. Like none, zero, right? I, don't, I couldn't tell you. I would be a total fabricated guess if you asked me what are the chances Jalen Daniels plays on Saturday. I genuinely have no idea. Do you so think it when, matters though for this week? Well, that's game, what I was just. That's what I was just going to say. When we, I think when we talk about these games and look forward to them, we just have to assume Jalen Daniels isn't going to play. I mean, at this point, I think you assume that Bean's going to be the starter the whole way. So assuming that Bean's going to be the starter the whole way, do we still think they got a chance to go to Lubbock and beat Tech? Yeah, I think so. 
if they if they play the way that they played against Oklahoma State and and you know forget about the injuries for a moment against Oklahoma State right because that was obviously a factor in the margin of victory against Oklahoma State but can they go down and win a tight one against Tech I think that they can and they have everything in the world to play for now and if we thought they were playing on house money at the beginning of the season during the win streak they're absolutely playing with house money now. There's no more pressure on them whatsoever. Like literally zero pressure on Kansas other than they can still use the motivation of we're alive in the Big 12, right? We're alive. There's still an opportunity here for us. But outside of that, they have absolutely nothing to fear anymore the rest of the season. Like you could skip the rest of the season, go straight to the bowl game, play well there. Like there's just no there's no room for disappointment anywhere else on the schedule. They'll be fine no matter what happens. And that that freeness for them is going, I think, to really work to their advantage. And I think we felt some of that against Oklahoma State, that swag again. Like, they were really confident. They can be so dadgum confident the rest of the way because who cares if they lose? Like, honestly, who cares if they lose at this point? It's fine. They'll be just fine now. That's part of the reason why it's not a huge deal to rush Jalen Daniels back. Um, because totally. Partly because of that, partly because the pressure is off, and partly because uh, of how well Jason Bean played last week, and also partly because of how well Devin Neal ran the ball last week. So there are other offensive weapons, and J- uh, Jason Bean uh, has been more than competent. Um, yeah, he's made a few mistakes. Yeah, he's not... Um, He's not your your program quarterback long term. Uh, however, he has filled in admirably. He has led the Jayhawks well. Uh, looking at his emotion on the sideline after they beat Oklahoma State, um, that that was I was sold. I was like, look, let's let's make sure Jalen Daniels is one hundred percent healthy before we bring him back. It's his team, but let's make sure that he's fully healthy, ready to go. And right now, I'm riding with with Jason Bean and then Devin Neal whose record-breaking performance last week on the ground, um, I feel like all of those things combined, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to say they're, they're playing with house money because I, I don't think that's true. I just think that the pressure's off. They've got an opportunity here to get another victory and ensure that they finish with the winning record this season. So, um, yeah, and of course, the Big 12 title hunt is not out of the question either. So um, I, I like the, the spot that they're in right now. Also, for Texas Tech, they're missing their starting quarterback. And so that's going to play into it a little bit more where Kansas you know, should have an opportunity to potentially force some interceptions. Yeah, I think so too. And the other, we haven't talked a lot about it, because early in this season, it almost seemed like a non-story. And that's if, you know, Jalen Daniels is back next year. The way he was going as a Heisman candidate, I think we all just sort of assumed, like, no, he's going to take his shot. But now with this injury, I don't know. I think the chances of him coming back are much better. And again, this is totally a guess. This is, I've not heard anything or, or done any, like, journalistic reporting on this. I just would imagine that, the chances are higher now with this injury. The buzz has subsided because of the injury, and he'll come in next year as one of the more exciting and hyped-up players in the country would be my guess. And if that guess is correct, that's even more reason not to rush him back now, 
right? If if you know, and this coaching staff has obviously had these conversations, if they know that, hey, Jalen Daniels wants to come back next year. If Jane, if Jason Daniels, uh, Jalen Daniels comes back next year, there's no need to rush him now. You have the bowl game secured. I mean, you'd like to win a Big 12 title, right? Of course, you want to win every game you play. But Kansas needs to think about next year, too. And, and because next year, we're going to have totally different sorts of conversations around expectations and all of these things. So I think that may be a factor in this, too. Maybe you can get him in for a couple of series and let him warm back up slowly. I don't know. But it's just another spot where there's no pressure for anything right now with Kansas football. Like zero. There's zero pressure left on the Jayhawks in every game they play. They'd like to win the Sunflower Showdown. Sure. Obviously, they want to win their bowl game. It's not that big a deal anymore. You got to your bowl game. You got the wins. Everything's good. Yeah, the upward momentum is there. It continues to be there. Um, I like where they're at heading into Lubbock this weekend. The pressure is off their shoulders. They get a chance to play free and easy football. It should be a lot of fun. All right, let's come back. A chief storyline we want to hit on with the wide receiver room before we get into some picks at the top of the next hour and talk a little high school football as well. Jacob Alpenbrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing for us. Happy Friday, everybody. We'll be back on Sports Daily. Sports Daily.